You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hey, what's up? Good morning. Welcome to your Tuesday. Hope your Monday was lovely. I don't know about you, Patty, but mm. took a little bit of a break from the sports. Wasn't much on yesterday. Stepped back. Yeah, it was easy to. <laughs> I uh, do what I watched instead. Mm. The uh, the Bachelorette men tell all on City TV. Oh, as I knew. Oh yeah, it was new. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Yesterday's episode, part of that Rogers family, you know. Men tell all. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's so good. It's so dumb, but it's so good because what do you expect when you get a whole bunch of dudes hopped up on testosterone, arguing over one girl? Oof. And then you make them all sit in a room and watch tape. They'll be like... And do film about it. They'll be like, I, I want to punch you, but I can't. Oh, it's it's that's exactly what it is. And they got Big Jesse... Um, what's, what's his name? I can't remember. The host? He's done a whole bunch of different things. Um, Jesse Palmer? Yes, it oh, is. Former yeah. quarterback. Former right? bachelor. Yeah, yeah, he's done everything. Canadian. And, and now he does like... It, all sorts of weird, he's ESPN, strange he's on, US, U.S. shows. Yeah, he's also ESPN. He's an ESPN college football analyst. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's on like an entertainment show. The better half seems to like him on The Bachelor. And the he's Bachelor. a good dude. He's doing a fine job Former as the Florida host, Gator, and I'm sure he is just raking in the cash. Oh yeah, Pro- like he's probably done way better than he ever did as a a football player. But that's yeah. that's fine. I mean, Post career earnings, got to find those alternate revenue streams. Yeah, exactly. He was a he was a backup, uh, I believe, to Eli Manning in the, uh, with, with the Giants uh, for a little bit. Um, yeah, and now he just yeah. gets good looking guys dude gets sit- these jobs. Oh, right? Yeah, so yeah, hell yeah. yeah, he's huge. He makes a lot of the guys look pretty small. Like and try is- me, <laughs> <laughs> try fighting here, you guys. Try fight over this lead. Yeah, it would be fun to watch. Um, but that was what I did yesterday. Because that's where we're at. I played uh, my final beer league game of the summer Oof. and probably the year, unless someone wants to get your boy out for you know some some fall winter hockey. Yeah, mid to low division. If you have a, a start time between six and eight o'clock, I'm maybe a little particular, but that's what I'm available for. Sure. Yeah, sure. Because I'm gonna miss it. It's like one of those things that kind of signifies to me. Um, Start eating up the summer here because mm. you're going to blink and it's going to be gone because the summer is when I play all my sports because in the winter I, I watch all the sports. Yeah. You get your football exactly. and you get hockey and Most, uh, baseball, baseball postseason. Baseball playoffs and to a lesser extent the NBA because the well, we got the NBA Cup this but, year though that yeah, maybe sure. makes the, the winter fall a little more interesting for the NBA. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to care about that at all. No. Nope. Um, but that's fine. I the point here being that it's it's one of those. No, things you got to use these day, nice days. The up. season is coming to an end. Yeah, and now I get that list. As you know, I like my lists, mm-hmm. my summer list of things that I haven't done. And it's time to start really knocking some things off of it. Going down the river, getting out to Bam. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still golfing all the time. That that one I've sufficiently done. Mm-hmm. But apart mm-hmm. from that. I'm looking for more things to add to the list. 
Do you feel the same? Do you feel like we're kind of getting into those? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Of course, you want to. You we have such a short short time here in this in this in this neck of the woods where uh, the weather's comfortable or you know decent enough to be outside and take advantage of it. So yeah, you take advantage of these patios, these the the the, the nice backyard mm-hmm. we have to the west of us. Uh, just take advantage of it because I mean this weekend's supposed to be meh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know before you know it, it'll be. Uh, be 15 degrees, crispy days. That being said, make sure you get your Shot Charity Classic tickets. Yes. Um, we lost both of our playoff games. Oh. Sunday and then Monday. Had a back-to-back. And I have a, I have a bone to pick with the league that I'm a part of. Sure. Because they put yeah. games on Sunday. Yeah, I know. I in the like middle that. of August. No, that's stupid. So we've played with nine guys one game and then eight guys the next game. And we lost the first one by one goal, and the last one we got doubled up like eight to four against these kids who were probably a couple of years removed from playing, belt, <laughs> you know, GVP level of hockey, <laughs> and uh, we just could not keep up. But I have a bone to pick because they put the games on the Sunday, and we didn't have anybody here. It's all about rink availability. Everybody's in this city, away. Eh? Well, but we play at a one single rink. Yeah, they have four ice surfaces. They're more than capable, and frankly, I don't think during the week they're using all that ice. Probably not. I'm just saying, I thought we got sewered because all of our guys were away, yeah. including all of our best players. It's we not, didn't even have a not a good time for games or no. our weekends. No, but back to watching sports tonight. Uh, Jay's back on the telly. Uh, they'll be taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, you can catch this one on Sports in 960 at 5 o'clock. We'll have Blair and Barker before that going at 4. Um, I don't know. What are you looking for in a Jays Phillies mini series? We'll see Yusei Kikuchi and Kevin Gossman go to the, bou- uh, go to the bump for Toronto. Uh, they'll face Zach Wheeler this evening, and it'll be Aaron Nola for the second game. What are you looking for in this matchup? Because Jays are one of the best interleague teams in the entire MLB. In fact, they are the best team in interleague play. They are 23-12. and 12. Well, I mean, the last time they played Philly, it didn't go all that great. That was in early May. They got swept in the two-game set out in Philadelphia. So looking for a little bit of a bounce back there. I think uh, they got to owe Yusei Kikuchi one. Uh, he, he went strong seven innings last week against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Obviously surrendered the only run in that game in that one nothing loss. But... Uh, he's been. Uh, we talked about it all last week. Uh, how how good he's been. Uh, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball over his last twenty nine innings. One point two four ERA. He's been great. Uh, more from Kikuchi because I think I don't. I think we're at the point where you can trust him in a, in a playoff series. But if you have to use him in in that type of situation, but you want to see him more, g- continue this going. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Romano is expected to be reactivated today ahead of this one as well. Uh, so the bullpen gets some help uh, added to it. You got Jordan Romano. You know, Shai Davidi was on yesterday. He said Romano's the guy, but you don't have to trot him out every damn night anymore yeah. now that Jordan Hicks is here. So uh, it's good to see Jordan back. Uh, I want to see Yusei Kikuchi continue to deal, uh, continue to earn that trust of Blue Jays fans and the team. That's what I want to see tonight. And, of course, I want to see the offense. A little bit of offense. You want to see the offense. You want to see Dalton Varsho not go for 0 for 4 tonight after (laughs) having a career game on Sunday. Uh, You want to see George Springer keep this thing going. And Vladdy Mm -hmm. Jr., quietly, yeah, he's not hitting the home runs, but quietly he's been playing some good ball. Mm -hmm. 
Um, good enough. Good enough to get the, you know, it was over 70 RBI again. So, yeah, just keep this going. Get some offense going because Philadelphia's a good group. They're the top wildcard team in the National League, so they'll be hungry as well to get another win. You mentioned that the top team in the National League. <clears throat> that being said, the Jays have a better record than them. Yeah. Because the American League is just that much tougher this year. Yeah, the American Led League. Led by the American League East. Yeah, the American League, of course. I mean, they're only game up on the, on the Jays, but of course, that's first wild card spot, and they are only one game better than the Jays. Uh, yeah, this, so this is it's a good, it's a go time right now. It, with the AL playoff picture, you know, they kind of got a little bit more help last night on the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, not so much in the AL East race, but in the wild card race, at yeah, least. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, but that's just key. Just key getting... Kikuchi going again, trusting him and helping him out with some offense. And we'll get into uh, a little bit more of the matchup coming up in the morning report here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but the Phillies and Blue Jays, as far as the season similarities go, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the records are almost identical. The Jays have one more win, but they both have 54 losses. The Jays have one more home run. They're at 138. Their OPS is just three points higher. It's 748 compared to a 745. Uh-huh. They've got six more total bases. The whip is essentially identical. The strikeout to walk ratio is identical. Like these are two teams that, um, as the season has gone on, have had a lot of parallels side by side. But the other thing here, the Phillies come in. Ice cold over the last couple of games. They've only scored one run in their last two games. Now, you never know. Is there going to be an ebb to a flow here? <laughs> um, as we talked about a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Or is this going to be the start of something a little colder for the Phillies offense? Yeah, Zach Wheeler seems like a guy. would be great for the Jays. Yeah, it would be. But Zach Wheeler also feels like a guy that could also get to this lineup. You know, he's got good strikeout mm. numbers. You know, like he's lately, he's been surrendering a little bit. Last couple starts has been kind of eh. He got a win in his last one, but it's it's it is a start that kind of worries me because Zach Wheeler's a hell of a pitcher, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like the Jays obviously have str- had their struggles uh, from that side of the plate. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a really good pitcher, so got to be wary of him tonight. Well, there's a whole bunch of guys in this lineup that you got to be aware of too, like mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber. Of course, you know the the matchup with Yusei Kikuchi. Oh, you're going to hit fifty. Again. I actually like the matchup with Schwarber and Suzuki, uh, Kikuchi as long as he's got his command today, because you know Schwarber is one of those guys that, um, how do you say, hits for power mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. swings and misses a lot. Uh, Nick Castellanos is another guy that's you know notable. Trey Turner has a Tidy little hit streak you go in. One of the longest active hit streaks in the majors at 10 straight games. So uh should be a fun little series here. Five o'clock start. Um, this isn't an Apple game, right? This no. is going to be the one on Sportsnet? Yeah, Apple Friday. Excellent. A couple of Apple games back-to-back, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but that's fine. Hey, did you see Jason Kelsey's getting his own documentary? No, but good. Uh, it's going to be all about the most recent season. Jason okay. Kelsey, if you don't know, is the brother of Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey gets all the headlines because he's the one that scores touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey is the center for the Philadelphia Eagles. Apparently, it's going to maybe come even to- more of a wild man than Travis is. Uh, uh, hmm, no. I don't know about that. I think he's uh, they're they're different. Like Jason feels like he's a little bit more grounded. You know, he's the one with the wife and the kids yeah, and right. all that stuff. And Travis oh, Kelsey's out there doing. You know, catching Kelsey and stuff like that. I I think that 
he probably wilded out to a certain extent in mm-hmm. his day, but at the right. same time, I think Travis Kelsey just sets a bar. Well, yeah, that's hard to keep up mm-hmm. with. You know, Jason Kelsey, you always see the videos in the off season of him just housing a pint of beer, mm-hmm. but at the same time, eh, he's not Travis Kelsey. That's a little bit different. So this doc is going to be all about the 2022-23 season. Um, essentially, it's going to go through his decision to come back and play because he's been in the league for well over a decade at this point. He almost retired. He didn't. Became one of the best offenses that we've seen in recent memory with the Eagles. Went all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Of course, that became the Kelsey Bowl with you know Travis playing for the Chiefs and Jason playing for the Eagles and everything involved with Donna, their mom, um, for blanking on their dad's name now, but everything involved with their family down at Super Bowl weekend. It was very cool to see. And I'm excited for this doc because I don't know if you've listened to his podcast with his brother, Travis Kelsey, but these are a couple guys that um, in the midst of last year, while the season was ongoing, started their own podcast Mm -hmm. and it's outstanding. And a lot of the reason, frankly, I think is because Jason actually has hosting capabilities and Travis is just amusing to listen to because he's kind of (laughs) dumb. But looking forward to the uh, documentary about Jason Kelsey, a guy who's been in the NFL for a very long time. Yeah, anytime. And center's getting their love. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, it's probably the only center that gets a lot of love in the league. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it really. Probably. He is, uh, like, name a center in the NFL that's not Jason Kelsey. Go. Um, oh, what's the big dude in, in Kansas City that they always talk about? Humphreys? Creed? Humphreys, is he said, yeah, he's a center. yeah, he yeah. is, yeah. Um, apart from that, um, I don't even know who the Bengals center is going to be this year. <laughs> uh, the Bengals center will Ted be Karras. Ted Karras, is it? I don't know, no. guard usually. I have no idea. I don't know. I should probably know that, but there's Corey Lindsley's up there, Mm. Ryan Bragg now. But yeah, no, like centers don't get there a lot of love. But no, it's always great to see uh, NFL players, or not NFL players. I always think it's kind of cool to see like a behind the scenes look at an athlete, not necessarily just multiple ones. Mm. One is cool. I like the focus. Like I like quarterbacks, nice, but it like jumps off into different areas really quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I want to know what Patrick's up to. I want to know what Kirk's up. (laughs) Did you finish it? No, I was still stuck on episode six. Never finished it. That's me. I don't finish things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's that's cool to get a, a different look. He, Frank or uh, Frank Jason was a you know very very emotional character there, especially at the end, uh, getting into that Super Bowl. Uh, it would be just a cool look, a little look at behind the scenes life and how it is of a guy that you know potentially you know seeing this could be his final year in the league, but. You know, it's just it's just a cool way, and I think this is what Netflix, Amazon, all these these companies are doing is uh, branching out and, and getting us more involved into sport. So mm-hmm. I think that that's really cool. Well, and and seeing more and more leagues like I don't really know what's happening with the NCAA down there, but it feels like a pretty no. It's not fun with the. Are you talking about the realignment and whatnot? Yeah, realignment, and it's all related to what network you want to be on and who's got the TV money. Yeah, and it's it, all about chasing money. But the biggest thing here, too, is it creates a little bit of a question as far as the streaming sports versus just consuming sports mm-hmm. on cable television. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a big change that we've seen as people continue to cut their cable. Yep. No, uh, people aren't 
at home all the time. They're out and about. They're out on the out at the cabin. They're out at the mall. And like Apple we said TV has already started with MLS. And we can bring this stuff. I yep. there's tons of time. I'm sitting in a mall or something. I'm watching this mm-hmm. and watching my phone. I'm watching sports because that's just the way we are now. We're we're, we're slaves to these devices, and now that they're, these companies are taking advantage, and if they can get the sports on there, all the apps are on here. You can watch mm-hmm. every sport literally on your phone now. So, yeah, I mean, streaming's the, the hot ticket, and if your company, if your TV network has a streaming platform, well, good luck there. You're already I, in. I just wonder if there's going to be a league that eventually says, you know what, we're good. We don't need cable anymore. We're just going to stream. I mean, it, it's going to be, it's probably not going to be with one of the big conferences. It's going to be one of with those little ones. It's like, oh, this I is wonder, different. like, which of the four major sports, like, apart oh, from the NCAA, because it's going to happen eventually. I wonder the, about this league what, right here. Next I wonder about the league right in this country. Well, I don't know. Well, how many more years does, they, does the TV rights I have deal? no idea how much longer. I don't think it it's was too what, much longer. What, I think what, it's maybe a, ten a couple. Year, ten year deal that was yeah. signed. I want to say 2014, 2015. Yeah, right yeah. around when I started here. It's. I wonder about the it's, league here. It it, like it's coming up. in the country in, in Calgary or Calgary, Canada. I wonder about the CFL. Oh, if that's a possibility of a streaming system. Mm. Yeah, the way that CPL kind of has one soccer. Yeah, like where like, it's sense. a network kind of devoted to that. But I get it. Like one soccer also has other sports on. It's not just CPL. They do legal. They do other sports. So I'm I'm not so saying they'd have a part- CFL network. So they'd have to partner with like maybe an NCAA conference. I don't and know. All of a sudden, build yeah. like a Up, streaming, yeah, a streaming uh, portfolio. Yeah, okay. and the CFL would be thrown in there. Maybe I just wonder one if, of the products. Yeah, I just wonder if that that league is headed towards a, a streaming type thing. It feels like they like they would be the one to try it out at least. Mm. There's a lot of questions. There is a lot of that. because it's not a lot of money in that. Obviously, unless it's mm-hmm. from a big company, you don't know how your quality of the game is going to be. Because we remember when DAZN took over the NFL contract, the first year of Sunday ticket on DAZN, and it was awful mm-hmm. as they worked out the kinks. And now we don't even complain about streaming quality anymore. No. <laughs> because it's awesome. Yeah, we don't, the thing we probably complain Shut about up. is it's a little bit of a tape delay, obviously. There's there's like 30 seconds. But it's not even that seconds, bad. And it's not even that Sometimes bad. Sometimes it's not even 30 seconds. But I guess it, it, on NFL Plus in the States, there's been certain issues where like even if you took back look back at this last Super Bowl, mm. there was about three minute gap difference between I, I don't know if it's three it was it was a pretty large gap between watching it on streaming and then watching it live on TV so that was something they had to figure out that's annoying when you're gambling on the sport live exactly and that's where streaming is uh, is big because like oh I'm trying to bid I'm watching it on the stream thing oh it locked oh because the play already happened yeah exactly so sometimes you even know the score before yeah. you see it live which is yeah. a little bit frustrating but uh, hey sports that now you can make my <laughs> Oh boy, is it good? Never, never, never behind. Never leave home without it. No, no, would never. Uh, hey, we actually got a really good show coming up today. Uh, how about this? Uh, Shot Charity Classics coming up on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, John Daly, who is going to be a participant, mm-hmm. is going to give us a handful of minutes at seven thirty today. Well, a handful, sure. Two-time yep. major winner, um, icon in the golf world. Most mm-hmm. popular man not named Tiger Woods plays golf. Most recognizable, you think? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. say recognizable. The, the Bill's not more recognizable, maybe. Uh, the people who aren't into golf, they might know Daly more than Mickelson. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I think so. 
I think like so. The casual 100%. golfer probably identifies with Taylor. Who's more the than guy Nicholson. that dresses all crazy and yeah. is kind of fat? Smokes you know, darts. Big guy. And, and, yeah, the Diet Coke guy. Yeah. Mm. Peanut M&M's. And son likes Hooters. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to join us. Um, he was at the Shot Trader Classic last year. I've told the story before, but uh, me and my dad went down, watched them. I believe we watched on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, moving day. Yep, moving day. And... Um, is it really moving day with a three-day tournament? I, 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 I was going to say, I don't know if that's really what we call it, but <laughs> no. it's fine. Um, but John, um, we were going out to watch him. He was in a group with Fred Couples. Mm-hmm. Great group. Oh, okay. Um, and they come down the green. We're watching their approach shot. Uh, we're standing by a greenside bunker. And lucky us, John Daly plugs it right into the bunker in nice. front of us. Walks up to it. <laughs> he looks at it for all the five seconds. He steps in. He takes one practice swing, maybe two. And then pff, out of the sand, <laughs> perfect shot. Sticks it to in three within three inches of the cup. Uh. Tap out, par. <laughs> and then I got to watch this caddy work the sand. And I was like, this is just so cool. Just to be in John Daly, just watch him. Cool cat walk up, no problem. Hit this sand shot. Tap tap in, get out of there. Uh, hop in his cart, crack a new Diet Coke, light up a cigarette on his way to the next tee box, <laughs> and then rip to drive down the middle of the fairway. And I was like, oh, man, my John Daly experience is complete. That's awesome. And you could experience that, too, if you go to the Shaw Charity Classic. Yeah. You can get tickets for 20 bucks. We were giving away great prize packages all week, last week, mm-hmm. and then we had one yesterday, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. But really recommend that you go down and check that out if you get an opportunity. Um Wanted to mention a couple other things, too. David Peñota is going to join us just around 8 o'clock. Um, we're trying to rough, rustle up some NHL chat. We keep doing this, and it's slowly it peaks through. There's retirements and, and whatnot. It's just trying to maybe find a landing spot for some of these guys if, if in case they want to get moved. This, here, is the point where like, I don't, this is the point where I don't really care about asking these guys about player movement yeah. and stuff like that because it's... it's Air airtight right now. Mm-hmm. You're not getting a lot of movement, no. and I'm not surprised that the cap is tight and everyone spent all their money already, etc., etc., etc. Whatever. Um, but now it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, we know who's going to be on the teams. Obviously, you have to go through training camp. Yeah, you kind of do a little previews. But now I'm wondering, like, okay, who do you like? Mm-hmm. Who who's who, actually good? Who have you heard in the off season yeah. that is making you intrigued? Yeah. So we'll get into that with David uh, from the fourth period. That'll be going at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, um, the new Roughnecks general manager, uh, assistant general manager, pardon me, and head coach. Mm-hmm. It's Josh Sanderson. Um, this is really cool because obviously was a prominent yeah. Roughneck. Long-time Roughneck. Um, you know, I, I was wondering about this when last season ended. Uh, I was just like... Man, Kurt Molowski has been here for a long time as the head coach of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decides at the end of the year to go closer to home. He's a Vancouver guy. He moved, or a, or a BC guy, I'll say. Um, so he moved out west, a little further, uh, a little closer to home, and now he's the uh, head coach of the Vancouver Warriors. So I wonder if there's a little rivalry there. Yeah, I know. think so. I I under I'm not going to shame a guy for no. leaving an organization to go closer to mm-hmm. home, like mm-hmm. by all means. Yep. Um, but at the same time, that's Vancouver mm-hmm. and Calgary. 
And those are kind of a rival, so... <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but, we'll I mean... Get, we'll get into that with Josh. As yeah, well. Josh Sanderson, he was uh, he was spent three seasons at the Roughnecks. He knows the city. Now, I believe he won, it, uh, won a championship there in 09 with the team as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a guy that... Uh, you know, you're getting a guy that, that knows lacrosse in this city. It's a it's a good market, and I think he's going to do a lot of a lot of good things. A long, great 18 year career in the NLL mm-hmm. as well. Um, and also, finally, before we get to your morning report, I also want to touch on this because this is going to be part of our text topic. We do have a prize pack to give away for Gran Turismo. Uh, we got tickets to see the movie, plus popcorn and drinks. Um, we'll be doing that a little bit later on, and it's going to be based around this next clip. And we forgot to get to this yesterday. <laughs> I don't know if forgot, but we just didn't really make time for it. We should have, but felt like it would be a little bit evergreen. You've probably seen it. Um, Mike Tyson, Dana White, <laughs> did a little sit down, do a little podcast chat because that's what Mike Tyson does nowadays. Yep. Goes around, makes appearances, a few hundred bucks here or there, I assume. Um, these guys, cannabis company. I don't know if he's still doing Mike Tyson's mysteries or not, but what a great program that continues to be. Um, <laughs> I don't know how they got onto the topic of conversation, but they were talking about music. It starts with Dana White, and <laughs> Mike just gives us another viral moment. You know, I mean, I grew up in in the eighties when when rap really started to take off. Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, um, the Fat Boys, Salt and Pepper. You give love a bad name. That's Bon Jovi. (laughs) So (laughs) random. Like, Mike, how did he ever think that was rap in his mind? I love pigeons. I have so many pigeons. I don't know what Mike was thinking. I don't know if Mike was just enjoying himself. I guess. I don't even know if that was relevant to the question. He might not have been paying attention. He might not have been paying the question, and maybe he just heard that in a mall walking around earlier in the day and decided, yeah, let's do it. But Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, um, the Fat Boys, Salt and Pepper. You give love a bad name. (laughs) That's Bon Jovi. And Dana White feels so confused by exactly what is happening. Uh, that's Bon Jovi. Uh, that's that's Bon Jovi. <laughs> Mike Tyson, what a career! Um, doesn't know hip hop, or he doesn't know Bon Jovi, or he's just very cooked and <laughs> he doesn't care anymore. Um, you know, obviously he was the dominant heavyweight boxer, and then he had some not so good yeah. times. Goes to prison. Um, then there's everything with Evander Holyfield and then he gets in more legal trouble and then he's not so good of a fighter in the early two thousands and the fights start dwindling and so does his bank account. And now he's a man who owns 350 pigeons. Damn right. He owns his own cannabis company. I don't know if you ever saw Mike Tyson's mysteries on <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> but bit. my goodness, what an incredible show that was. Um, with old Norm Macdonald yep. voicing, I believe he voiced a pigeon. He was the pigeon in that show, who was like a a kind of like nasty. He was not a very pleasant <laughs> yeah, he wasn't pigeon. Um, he was in the Hangover. <laughs> he was peddling NFTs for a little while, and now he just hangs out with Dana White. Salt and pepper. You I mean, give love yeah. a bad name. <laughs> That's Bon Jovi. So we're going to crack open a text question just after 7 o'clock. It's going to be based on this. Uh, We'll get into it all after the morning report. 
We got a great show for you coming up today. I'm Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumont, GVP, and Azam are in the other room. This is the big show, Sports at 960 The Fan. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, he's back again for the morning report. It's Patty Dumont. I <laughs> couldn't help myself. You couldn't. It's the big show. Uh, George will be back tomorrow. I'm Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumas. We got the whole crew in the other room. GVP. Zom's over there as well. Helping out with the show today. John Daly's going to join us a little bit later on. David Pinota's going to join us a little bit later on. Josh Sanderson, the new head coach of your Calgary Roughnecks, is going to join us a little bit long- mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. We got a Gran Turismo giveaway. I'm going to be doing some text just after 7.30. Maybe get to them a little around 8.45 as well. Got a great day on the station coming up. We'll have the Jays and the Phillies. Uh, And to tell you all about that matchup, our boy Patty Dumont does have the morning report for you. And it's prepared alongside MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yes, uh, the Blue Jays, they had a Monday that was well earned as a day off. Uh, They just completed a stretch of 17 games in 17 days. Uh, They'll resume proceedings tonight, kicking off a two-game set with the top wildcard team in the National League, the Philadelphia Phillies. These two met back in early May in the city of brotherly love, and it did not go well for the Jays. They got swept. So the Jays will certainly want to flip the script, essentially, especially with uh, how tight things are getting around the uh, American League wildcard race. Uh, I was yeah. just going to say, text line 960-960, how do you spend your one day off after you work 17 straight days? And listen, I know some of you out there do, oh, and, and, you're, not, and oh, yeah. you're not getting paid like some of these baseball players. How do you enjoy your day off? <laughs> your one day off. Uh, before you start a what? No, you probably have. You'd probably have like four or five. You'd days You'd probably off. have a couple, but yeah. I'm more interested in the first one. Yeah, I no. assume it's a lot of sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you only have one, how do you use it? It's like 24 hour for get out of jail free exactly. card. Exactly. Uh, tonight's uh, pitching matchup looks like this: It'll be Zach Wheeler for the Phils, Yusei Kikuchi for the Jays. Talked about it on last week's program. Yusei has been one of the best pitchers in baseball mm. uh, of late, with an ERA around 1.24 over his last 29 innings pitched. So hopefully the bats. Come to his aid this week as Kikuchi went seven last Tuesday in Cleveland. Allowed the only run of the game in that uh, second inning during that one nothing loss. Uh, so it'll be a 507 first pitch. And, of course, we'll have it for you right here on their home of the Blue Jays, Sportsnet 960 Fan. And, of course, you can watch it on Sportsnet West. Does this feel like a hit the over on Blue Jays strikeouts like you mentioned in Zach Wheeler? Strikeout to walk ratio is 6.2. Excuse me. Yeah, that's, it might be. That's significant. I think it would be a lot of strikeouts in this one. Both ways. Yeah, if you say he's dealing, you got the control, has the command of that strike zone. Could be another low-scoring game tonight. Mm, Who knows? Maybe I'll open up my betting app. Ooh, maybe. 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 You lollygag the ball around the empty. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. You know what that makes you. Larry. Lollygag. Lollygag. Everyone else around the American League playoff race was in action on Monday night. We'll start in Atlanta with baseball's best. Uh, taking on the struggling Yankees. Losers of three of their last seven. Uh, or, sorry, uh, three of their last ten, I sure. Seven of their last ten. Whoops. Uh, including the, that epic collapse versus Miami on Sunday. And it did not get much better for the pinstripes. Uh, they lost 11-3. 
Eddie Rosario with four ribbies to lead the way for the Braves. Yankees now 60-59 and 59 on the year. Uh, the Houston Astros, they were Monday's victims of the Miami Marlins as they beat the Strohs 5-1. And it helps when you do stuff like this. 1-2. Hmm? Solaire, line, drive, left field, gone! A frozen rope to left and an insurance run for the Marlins. And now a rise down the right field line. Fair ball, gone! Marlins go back to back in the eighth. Oh. And now Josh Bell line drive. <laughs> One, two, three in a row for the Marlins. Yeah, the all-star duo of Jorge Soler and Luis Arise go back to back. Then Josh Bell goes three for three against Framber Valdez. <laughs> Valdez. Uh, Miami wins that one 5-1. They win three in a row and sit one game up on the Cubs for the final National League wildcard spot. Two and a half back of the Phillies. They'll be rooting for the old Jays tonight. Sure. Uh, Josh Bell's been a great addition for oh, yeah. Jake Berger. Yep. Great name. Had a solid weekend. Love the Marlins. Um, I'm rooting for them, man. I have a question, though. Yeah. How many frozen ropes are there in Miami? Probably not a lot. What that is, was, was about that? the closest thing to a frozen rope you can get in Miami. Maybe like, just, something just ice, like, like an icy? Yeah. Like a, like a, like like those, I, no, I understand what it things? is, yeah, but yeah. where are you getting it? A convenience store in a freezer, maybe? Like what? <laughs> maybe? I don't know. <laughs> oh, why isn't it just on a rope? I don't Why know. Why does it have to be frozen? Because it's not moving. It's just yeah. It's but if you solid. Sus- if you suspend a rope, it usually doesn't move. But I guess the angle is wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the term came from. Uh, Mariners, uh, they're also in this. I Im- just want more weather-related puns that are relevant to your geography. Is that too much to ask? No. Uh, no. I, I think there's nothing. I can't think of anything straight. Like. A, <laughs> Lightning isn't str- straight, and no. li- Miami gets a lot of lightning. That's a good point. What's straight in Miami? Uh, Water? Rain? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Moving on. Okay. Uh, Mariners heading out to on the road to take on the 38-win Kansas City Royals. What uh, is straight in Miami? I wouldn't search that. Uh, the M's have uh, lost two in a row, but are currently the team closest to Toronto in the wildcard race, and it was the future of the Royals that was up front and center in this one. Starter Brady Singer had his no-hitter broken up in the seventh inning, so he was rocking, as was one of the bright young names in baseball, Bobby Witt Jr. Mm. Game used action. Get down. Get down. Hey! Lost in the lights. Go, and how far Bobby, will go. he go? Yes! <laughs> Here he comes around third. Bobby Witt Jr. has an inside the park I'll say this: as great as Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez are for Rod, for Sportsnet, some of those guys down in the states that are color commentators that like just like speak over the play-by-play and oh, like are sure. such a yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love it. All like, the former athletes. How far will he go? Go, Bobby, go! How far will he go? Go, Bobby, go! <laughs> Is this is this a fun video to watch? Because I didn't see the video of this. It's a fun like the, the Mariners do, outfielder oh just man. loses the ball completely. I do love an inside the and park. And Bobby Wood Jr.'s got he's a, he's a cheat out there. Yeah, he's got a little got a little speed. Yeah, like this guy's gonna be really good in a few years. He's already getting getting good, but just because he plays in the Royals, nobody's heard of him. Oh, yeah, but. Well. Uh, yeah, that's, he's a he's a hell of a player. That's what happens uh, when you play for the Royals. Yeah, well, uh, all the top prospects will go there because they're bad. Uh, that's nice. Uh, so that made it five nothing. But Singer was out of the game. The Mariners kind of woke up 
Uh, they would score four in the eighth and then two in the top and the ninth to take a 6-5 lead. Mm. Bottom nine now. Matt, what's the most hilarious way you could win a baseball game, you think? Uh, Bach. Like this. There it is. He gets it down. And the Royals win it. What a game. What a finish. It was a squeeze bunt. <laughs> a squeeze bunt. Oh. Uh, from uh, from uh, Darian Blanco, Royals walk it off. Mariners lose a third straight, uh, and this time to the loyal, lowly Royals. Uh, Orioles and Rays both uh, were on the West Coast. Oh Ooh. my goodness, this is hard to watch. This Mariners outfield, yeah, just... he's brutalized. <laughs> yeah, you get the Benny Hill music. <laughs> Clowns. Uh, Orioles and Rays, they were both in action on the West Coast. Uh, we'll start with the AL East leaders, the Orioles taking on the Padres. They won four one out in San Diego. Uh, Tampa Bay was up the PCH in San Francisco, taking on the Giants. Maddie, did you know the Giants almost moved to Tampa Bay back in 1992? No, I didn't. Yeah, they needed Bo- owner Bob Lurie needed ten votes to move the club. They only got nine. Get- oh, yeah, so close. That was the seventh time a franchise tried to move to Tampa. Did they not know what was awaiting them? The drop. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me learning today. Yeah, there you go. Incredible uh, stuff. To the actual game, they'll all raise in this one. They peppered the Giants for 10 runs in a 10-2 victory. Yeah, they're getting a little further from the Jays. But off the field, the Rays are going to be without one of their key pieces, at least for the time being, and that's shortstop Wander Franco, yeah. uh, who was placed on the restricted list on Monday as MLB has launched an investigation into social media posts involving Franco. These posts alleging that Franco has engaged in an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Yeah. Uh, Franco, of course, will miss the duration of this West Coast trip with the Rays. I can assume he'll be on that list until MLB figures out what the hell is going on. Yeah, um, you can find some more details about this if you so desire, Mm -hmm. but it's not a very... Not a great story. No, it's a very nasty type of situation. Uh, So take a look at the American League East uh, standings and wildcard pictures heading into Tuesday. Uh, Baltimore, of course, extends their lead in the American League East. The Rays are pulling away as well. Uh, But that wildcard, Jays now two games up on the Mariners, two games back of Houston. Uh, for that second wild card and uh, five and a half back of Tampa Bay. But mentioned yesterday was shy. Mm. Do you want to be the five seed in the in the American League? Do you want to be the five seed? That means playing Tampa Bay in that wild card round means you're going three games, at least three games. You no, hope three games in Tampa Bay. I don't think so. I don't think I want that at all. But in this, you're going to Target Field to take on the Minnesota Twins, which would be a local game. You'd be have a lot of Jays fans getting down to watch mm. that one. Yeah, that's like the better matchup then. Exactly, it would be the only. The yeah. only, the only it's problem, baseball, and you never want it. You, it was last year, like, oh, we want that home playoff game. But there was a point. Like, do you want to play the American League Central team? Well, the, okay, but here's the other thing. Do you also want to hang around in the third wild card spot? Like, I know you're not getting chased by not, anybody that's overly like Seattle. We just talked about how their outfield just went on a total adventure yesterday, mm-hmm. and then, and Boston can't Boston. string together more than like two, three wins in a row yeah, to get and, any sort of ground going. And, and the Yankees are. They're done. It feels like that blown lead against the Miami Marlins over the weekend might yeah. have been might have been it for them. They've lost three straight since. Hmm. That's the thing for me. You want to move up in the standings because mm-hmm. you don't like hanging around and allowing other teams to hang around. But still, you 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 raise a very valid point. Minnesota is the ideal opponent. Whoever wins that Central Division. I, I, I'm i not saying that you could go down to Minnesota and they could beat you too straight. Well, it could sure easily could. happen, especially with this Blue Jays team. But it just it feels a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from baseball to hockey. Uh, this one broke uh, oh, yeah. Br- yeah, broke during yesterday's mm. show. Uh, but David Krejci is retiring from the Boston Bruins and the NHL. Unexpected development that now leaves Boston down its top two centers from this past year. 
Of course, Patrice Bergeron announced his retirement late last month. Here's a small bit of Krejci's statement as read by PR Patricia. Mm. After 15 full NHL seasons, I have decided to retire from the best league in the world. I have been mm. very lucky to be on so many good teams and play with so many great players. Yeah, he returned to the NHL in 2022-23 after a year away playing in his native Czechia. The versatile center played in 1,192 regular season and playoff contests uh, for the Bruins between 07 and 2023, winning the Cup in 2011 and reaching the final two other times. Krejci put up 871 points during that time. This now leaves Boston with a top two center situation featuring fellow Czech Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle. Uh, chatted a little bit yesterday about uh, where this leaves Boston, and I think they'll try maybe make a move, maybe a minor one. Probably not mm. one of the big fishes. I know they're, they're up against the cap as well, but feels like if they can get a center by committee group going there in Boston, it feels like they'll be all right with the wingers they have. Mm, ah, yeah, they, eh? They've got enough. We'll be all right. They're not going to be 130 points. Well, they're going to go back to being a top-line team that has maybe one of the best lines in hockey that score a ton, but yep. at the same time, everything else maybe leaves a little bit to be like the desired. Def- the defensive fe- game that Krejci and obviously Bergeron well, brought to the too. game. Yep. Right? Two massive... Professionalism. Massive names in that locker room, dressing room. Uh, Marchand is really the only one left from the 2011 team now. Yeah, man. Weird days in Boston. I don't know what to make of this Atlantic division. It's such I a don't, mess. It's, I don't know who I like. I don't know either. Like, I the, think no, I like Tampa. No, possibly. No, I don't think anybody's overly great in the division. Mm. I think there's a lot of good teams. But I don't think there's an elite group in this in this in this division. And that includes Toronto they because got, their defense and their goaltending scares me. But yeah, they, they got better. But their defense, their goalies. Is Bertuzzi and Domi that big of an upgrade when you could have just like I don't know over Kerfoot? I think that yes, especially for just a one year deal. Like yeah. it's not like you. I just feel like sometimes guys will sign a long term deal in Toronto and they'll be all excited. Yeah. And then the first I time, hate it. <laughs> the first time things go wrong for like two straight weeks, it's like, what is this? This is this is just awful. Mm-hmm. Like I have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. But you know, full season of Matthew Nyes, Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi. I actually really do like the ads of both those guys. The blue line still needs a number one. They added John Klingberg, but I mm. I don't know what to yeah. make of the Leafs. Uh, yeah, and well, maybe some sad we'll, news yesterday. Too. Yeah, and more sad news this morning. Uh, one more uh, note before we get to that: uh, cover athlete for NHL 24 was unveiled yesterday, and it'll be none other than Calgary boy and Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr, uh, the three-time All-Star and 2022 Norris winner, uh, said he couldn't be more excited to be on the cover of NHL 24. Added that he's honored to have this opportunity. The full unveil of the game will be tomorrow. Pop quiz: When was the last uh, NHL game you bought? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. What about you, GVP? NHL twenty. Hmm. Zam. Twenty-three. I buy it every year. So. Slave to EA. <laughs> Lemming. Lemming. <laughs> I think mine was twenty twenty-one. I might get twenty-four. It looks good. We'll see. I think uh, I need a new one. Yeah, we'll see. Full full unveil tomorrow. Mm. Uh, some sad news uh, from the league yesterday as former first-round pick by the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2020, Rodion Amarov uh, passed away on Monday at the age of 21. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor in February 2022. In a statement from President Brandon Shanahan, the entire Maple Leafs organization is devastated by this tragic loss. Over the duration of his courageous battle, uh, Rodion's positivi- uh, positivity inspired everyone around him and he made lasting impressions with our team and fans in his brief visits to Toronto. It's incredibly sad to see a young man with so much promise taken from us so soon. 
Uh, we offer our deepest condolences to Rodion's family and friends as we mourn this loss together. Rodion was just 21 years old. And uh, just coming this morning, uh, more from the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, legendary Toronto Maple Leaf, Bobby Bond has uh, passed away. Uh, this is from Steve Simmons. Uh, so yeah, the limping, uh, the, 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 he scored the, the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup final on a broken leg uh, for the Leafs, uh, mm. passed away at the age of 86. So tough day, uh, tough couple days, last couple days for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, to the CFL now. Um, where is it? Be radical. CFL football. Get in the game. Yeah, Stampeders back on the practice field. That, who, who was that? That was a CFL, uh, the B Rat, a radically Canadian commercial. I think it was, it was Michael, it was Pinball Clemens and somebody else. Mm. Be radical. CFL football. Yeah. Get in the game. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like pinball. Yeah, uh, Stamps back on the practice field Tuesday as they look to uh, forget all about Saturday's 37 9 loss out in BC. And it doesn't get much easier for this bunch as they're welcome the 7 and 2 Bombers to McMahon on Friday. Bombers did, did practice on Monday, uh, and it was Drew Brown who took all the starter reps. Zach Caleros, he was not in pads. He watched and shadowed along. Uh, of course, Zach left the Week 10 matchup against Edmonton after being squashed by the giant oak tree, Coney Ely. Uh, they're listing it as a neck injury, so we'll see what happens today. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess it's good to see Caleros moving around at least. But, uh, yeah, looks like Drew Brown seems to be the guy uh, on Friday. Uh, and, you know, you got a problem? You take out the guy at the top. At least that's the latest in Edmonton as the 9 Elks search oh, yeah. for answers. They parted ways with their team president, Victor Kui. Uh, he was on the job for a little over a year and has overseen the club go 4-22 and in his duration as Elks president. Of course, the 22-game home losing streak predates Kui's time in Edmonton, but that certainly wasn't helping his case in the Alberta capital. Chris Jones also predates Kui's time in Edmonton, but Victor made it a point last week mentioned that the CFL operations cap is the sole reason we don't see drastic midseason changes. Uh, the Elks, the winless Elks, visit Hamilton on two, on Thursday. Do we? Did we ever get a reason to why they implemented a cap on no, the coaches? No, we didn't. I don't think we did. Did it come in during the pandemic? No, it was it before was the before pandemic. Before that, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's so dumb. It is dumb. Like uh, these guys aren't doing their job. They shouldn't be having a job anymore. Yeah, and you shouldn't have. It's to, sports. That's yeah. the way it goes. It's ridiculous. You can't afford it? Ugh. Like, the thing here is, and, like, you compare the BC Lions and the Edmonton Elks, right? Because exactly. Amar, Amar Doman came in, took over the BC Lions around the same time that Huey did. Yeah. But the difference is that one of them is a community-owned team and one of them is a private-based team. Yep. Huey was the president, but he wasn't the owner. Nope. But he pulled all the strings. Like he was Doman the main. He was the main the voice. Owner, so he can go and he, if he wants to throw a bunch of money to have one republic come and do his opening yep. game, he can. That's not necessarily something Victor was able to do. Yep. It's not on him that nobody wants to go watch the Elks lose again. They still haven't released the attendance figures from last week's game. Yeah, well, I got them. For I you. wonder why. One hundred and fifty. <laughs> like, come on. There's nobody Woof. at those games. Yeah. No. Uh, they'll be back home uh, at the end of the month to take on Ottawa. Uh, absolutely packed Monday of news around the NFL as we enter week two of the preseason. Uh, you know, a couple veteran running backs found new homes, both mm, in the AFC East. Yes, I saw this. In New York, the long-awaited signing of Dalvin Cook Nothing has finally like taken place. Missing the first four weeks of Woo, training camp, yeah. rolling in, picking up a playbook, and knowing that you're going to get starter sure. reps. Oh, yeah. Ah, Cook signs a one-year deal. It can be worth up to $8.6 million bucks as the Jess aspirations of glory in February continues with another NFC North cast-off. 
Cook, the four-time Pro Bowler, played in all 17 games last year with the Vikings. Uh, it was the first year he was actually healthy for all contests. Uh, the running back signings continue, and the and the boy uh, talk about taking a hit in the wallet. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott found work, and Ramondre Stevenson owners look away as it's Zeke <laughs> Elliott <laughs> and his 3.8 yards per carry headed to Foxborough to play with the Pats. Uh, it's a one-year deal worth three million dollars at the base. Could be worth up to six. Uh, but to put that in perspective, Elliott's last contract that he signed with the Cowboys was worth a total of $90 million. Yep. Uh, Zeke will wear number 15, same number he wore at the Ohio State University. Uh, Zach Martin is ending his holdout with the Cowboys. He'll join them in camp, signing a new two-year deal worth $36 million. Good He's for a Zach. center, isn't he? He's a guard. Oh. He was, a, he was the probably the best. He's the best guard in football, and he was like the ninth highest paid guard. Uh, but good for Zach. He gets uh, he gets paid. Uh, Ryan's off uh, activated, oft injured running back J.K. Dobbins yesterday. Over under on how many games he lasts this year? I'll set it at eight. Dobbins? Yeah. Well, you have to set the total at a half. But I'm no, eight and a half. Sorry. Whatever it's going to be, I'm taking the under. Okay. I would have taken the under on like four and a half. <laughs> this guy's never healthy. No, and that's that goes and, for that organization who's got uh, a lot of players have talked about how Baltimore deals with injuries and how why are we so injured all the time? Go look at it. I don't. Ravens know. have a lot of key injuries to their top players. It's, listen, it's one of those <laughs> things like is it your turf or is your medical staff, uh, athletic staff not <laughs> holding up their end of the bargain? Are the players just not taking care of themselves off the field? Could be. What's John Harbaugh doing? Uh, and how no, about that's not the guy with yeah, question, no. but that's fine. Yeah, I know. Uh, how about this story? Remember Michael Orr, former um, NFL offensive lineman, played seven years in the league, subject of the 09 Oscar-nominated film Blindside. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. in his new book, when your back is against the wall, he alleges that the Tui family, that was portrayed by Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw, yep, Leanne and Sean Tui, never actually yeah. adopted Orr, yeah, and made millions off the story and never gave a cent to him. Yep. Uh, the deal lists the four mm. members of the Tui family and a fifth member, which turns out to be a close family friend, Deborah Bannon, who's also a lawyer who signed the conservatorship for Orr back in 2004. Uh, that's the other name listed on this uh, on that deal. Uh, so he didn't like how he's portrayed in the movie. This is according from his lawyer. Uh, they didn't give him any royalties from the film. And in 2016, he actually found out he was never a member of their family to begin with. So there's that scene in the movie, actually. Where he's being investigated by the NCAA and they're telling him, like, because like, they think there's booster allegations. God, it does feel like the, they just wanted him to come play for Ole Miss, doesn't it? And they just brought him in and everything. You don't want to think that bad because of Orr's upbringing and everything. Mm. But it does feel like this was a booster-driven thing. Yeah, I a lot of this story just makes you go like, oh, great. It's just, what are we doing here, guys? Come on. You're... <laughs> I was shocked to find out he hasn't seen a cent from that film, which is entirely based upon him. And yeah. yes, you want to make it about the family. Mm -hmm. It got made into about the family because, you know, Sandra Bullock takes on the role. Mm -hmm. and, and hey, at the time, it was a very heartwarming tale. Sure. Seen it multiple times. But to find out that it's all crap. Yeah. And it's all false. And they actually did not do this man very well. Mm -hmm. It sucks. So. Yeah, so uh, if you'd like to read that book, there's a whole article up on ESPN about it as well. But uh, not nice, not a good story. Yeah, just uh, yeah, bad people being bad. Yeah, uh, rock on. Moving away from uh, from football, tonight's the night. Game one of the WCBL final down at Seaman Stadium in oh, Okotoks yeah. as the Let's Dogs go. look to defend their 2022 
Title against the Medicine Hat Mavericks. First pitch goes around 7.05 tonight. You can, uh, might be able to find some tickets like right now, but they're probably not together. But if you can get out there, try and do it. Should be a beautiful night for some championship baseball. Peter Klein will be on the call for Game 1. He'll join GVP and Azam mm. in Big Show Hour 4 to give you a little preview. Mm. Woo! Look out! Let the big dog eat! Uh, to tennis. Wow. A private tennis lesson with Maria Sharapova. <laughs> Western and Southern Open. Uh, the last Masters 1000 stopped before the U.S. Open in a couple weeks. Just one Canadian in the whole tournament. Uh, and he was in action on Monday night. Felix Ojeale seemed looking for some redemption. After getting out in the first round in Toronto, he was taking on Italian Matteo Berrettini. And he was the Montreal native getting the win in three sets. Dropped the first set, but won the last two, 6-2, 6-3. Felix will take on Frenchman Adrian Manorino in the round of 32 this evening. And shout out Venus Williams, who recorded her first win over a top 20 opponent since 2019. Venus beat Veronica Kudermetrova in straight sets. Tuesday, we'll see the top seed on the men's side, Carlos Alcaraz, play his first match in the tourney against the Aussie Jordan Thompson. And semifinals at the Women's World Cup. Uh, semifinal number one to not, this morning. Uh, Spain was taking on Sweden. Boy, these two left it late. Uh, Salma Parulello, uh, Parulello uh, opened the scoring in the 81st minute. But seven minutes later, uh, Sweden would tie it up thanks to Rebecca Blomquist. And it looks like extra time. Wrong. <laughs> Olga in the 90th minute wins it for Spain. That'd be Olga. Olga, way to be. They're off to their first World Cup final. Uh, last semifinal goes uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, early 4 a.m. start. Uh, it'll be the host, Australia, taking on England, still down Lauren James. And that'll do it for the Morning Report. That is the Morning Report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. For service and repairs, they'll gladly match and beat any competitor's price on 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Perfect place to take your BMW. Damn right. We are live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Bowen Foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things at Basement TV. Visit, visit dlbasementsystems.com. Uh, mentioned this before we hit the morning report. Um, we had a little bit of fun yesterday or earlier today with uh, this little clip from Dana White and Mike Tyson. Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, um, the Fat Boys. Salt and pepper. You give it. love <laughs> a bad name. <laughs> That's Bon Jovi. Uh, That's Bon Jovi. I want to know, have you ever had a lyric that was incorrect and someone had to correct you <laughs> or you had to just figure it out all by your lonesome? There's many songs oh, that sometimes the lyrics can be a little hard to understand. I remember being a kid, you'd have the CD, you'd have to take the, the booklet out of the front and open it up, and it had all the lyrics in it, and you can read it all there because the internet was still, you know, trying to figure out what the internet was all about before, you know, Genius came around and solved all that for everybody. <laughs> so if you have any examples, 960-960, you could win our Gran Turismo prize pack. A couple tickets to go see the new film, plus some popcorn, plus some uh, drinks, and uh, we'll probably play a couple of the clips as well, so... If you want to call in, by all means, 403-240-4444. But uh, text line is open as well, 960-960. Run DMC, LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, um, the Fat Boys, Salt and Pepper. You I mean, give love yeah. a bad name. That's Bon Jovi. <laughs> 
Oh, Mike. <laughs> we'll take a break. Get into some of your texts around the corner. Sports 960 The Fan.